Welcome. This is the From Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Jansen, and with us is my co-host, Phil Wiseman. Say hello, Phil. Hey, let's talk some basketball, Luke. Let's do it. So we got a pretty cool show ahead for you today. Popping up here on the right, you see it. Today's show, we're talking trade deadlines. Some awesome stuff happened this week. We got social hoops, and basically that just means we find some cool stuff on Reddit and, and social media, uh, like Brian Scalabrini dunking on high school kids this week. Pretty awesome. It we happens. Got, oh, it does happen, sir. We got a hot take coming at you. We got a blast from the past, which is going to be hosted by our guy, Phil Wiseman. Uh, we got NBA Weekly. Let's talk about the important stuff. And lastly, we got From Deep. This is a really cool segment. Check it out. It's two random questions from my co-host Phil to me and two random questions from me to him. He has no idea what's coming. It could be basketball related. It, it's just going to be crazy. But further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome. This is our beautiful faces. We're on, we're on live for the first time. How do you feel, Phil? I feel dandy, man. This is exciting. Talking basketball, us getting together. Well, not in person, but you know, we got the social thing going here. So yeah. Let's jump right into the segment. Actually, I'll pull it up right now. So we are sure. going to be talking about trade deadline, grades, A plus, Fs, who's got them? Phil, uh, I think you're leading us on this one. Let's sure. Let's, let's go. So uh, I think we're going to start with the biggest trade, at least the biggest trade, in my opinion. Yep. So we got Nick Vucevic, long or long time Orlando Magic player going to the Chicago Bulls. We've got an all-star pairing with Zach Levine and what's going back. We've got Wendell Carter Jr. We, and we've got a couple of protected first round picks. He's what's your thoughts? Toss Aminu out of that trade. You're not even going to mention well, his name. Come on. Five I points, mean, no, five rebounds I mean, again. No, I'm talking with the glitz and the glam. I'm talking <laughs> about the big players. After Camino, you know, he's over here. We got Wendell Carter, Prospect over here. And we got those lovely first-round picks. That's what that trade's all about, in my opinion, for the Magic, right? They're rebuilding. They're starting yep. over. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah no, I, let's, I'll let jump right into my grading on it. Honestly, uh, Bulls, I gave it an A. I, it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if all you have to do is give up a Prospect, uh, Otto Porter, two first-rounds for a, an All-Star two times now this year. He's mm-hmm. a guy who fits very well with Zach Levine. He's not super flashy. He's not going to demand the ball a lot. He's just going to go out there and get his job done. Like you look at his, uh, he's looking up 24 points, uh, career high this year. He's getting 11.8 rebounds while shooting 48% for the field and 40 from beyond the arc, which is huge for a big. Pick so, and pop. Pick and pop. That's going to be really dynamic with those two. Think how quick Zach Levine is with the ball. Yep. That's going to be a real nice combo in my opinion. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm all in it for the Bulls. Good on them. They're making the rush. Uh, you might as well do it now. Yeah, that's a great team. Uh, the Magic, uh, I know this might not be everyone's, but I'm giving it a B. And yep. I, I know they. you can see there's three other trades that they made. They made a lot of trades. They disassembled a lot. Personally, in my opinion, giving up an all-star and not getting any an all-star in return, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth blowing it up for two first rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. With the rest that they gave away, they gave away a lot for what my concern is, is very, very little unless they kill it in the draft picks. So obviously that'll be long-term could be a, a higher grading. That's true. Yeah. I, I give it a B minus myself personally. I understand. Like you think about the magic when they traded Dwight Howard back in the day, they got all these prospects. They got all these picks. Where did they go? Yep. Eight seed first round of the playoff loss every year. This team wasn't going anywhere. This team was going to stay around that middling pack. They're in second last place right now just ahead of the Pistons. You need to do something. As Kevin O'Connor says of the ringer, let's blow this baby up. Let's, let's, let's trade Vucevic. Fournier, get out of here. Okay, two, two, two second round picks. We'll chat about that later, but two second round picks. Aaron Gordon, okay, okay, go, 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 go. We're going we're gonna to move on. We're going to make this a little bit more dynamic. Markel Fultz's team, let's see if he can stay in control. Who knows? Did, did you see the the Twitter gif from Terrence Ross who put, I'm the captain now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the captain now. That that to me was definitely tweet of the day for the trade deadline. I love I I Terrence Ross. As yeah. both of us being Raptors fans, as you see in the background, we, I can appreciate a former rap dropping a joke like that. Good times, good times. Uh, let's jump in the Maybe. next one. Phil, what do you got next? So the next one, we've got Aaron Gordon, speaking of the magic. Mm-hmm. And Gary Clark traded to the Nuggets. And yep. who's going to Orlando? We've got Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and lo and behold, another first round pick, Mr. Jansen. So we've got uh, we've got the, the semi-dunk champ. He never really won one, but in a lot of people's eyes, basically the dunk champ going to the Denver Nuggets. What's your thoughts? 
I mean, you're mm-hmm. getting rid of Aaron Gordon. Uh, he didn't want to be there, so you had to get rid of him. Yep. I mean, he kind of like it's not like one of those players that are like, hey, let's keep you. Let's figure this out. He's demanded a trade. You got to get rid of him. Yep. Uh, what you're going to get in return, I don't know. It's not generally good when those situations happen. Uh, yep. They're getting Harris, 26. Uh, he's 9.7 points a game. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. he's okay. He's pretty good. You got RJ. He's a rookie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, who knows what's to come from him and a mm-hmm. first round pick. Uh, for Aaron Gordon, I mean, I think Aaron Gordon's seeing is very high, but he just mm-hmm. wasn't in the right place. So, I, you know, again, I think for the Magic, what we're seeing is like, what are these picks going to do for them? A lot of these, yeah. a lot of this is going to be like, hey, this might have been an A plus if they pick right down the road. Um, yes. For the Nuggets, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about it. I, I like Aaron Gordon a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great fit and a great athletic, but I gave it a B plus, And the reason being is I'm having a hard time seeing how he fits the nugget system mm-hmm. he's athletic he's great but they got paul Millsap. they got a big down there uh you got Jokic. uh you got michael uh what's his last name porter right? jr porter, porter, jr. porter jr he's really yeah. big like they're a very big mm-hmm. team and we're in a league that's trying to go smaller and smaller mm-hmm. i think i would give it an a minus or an a but i just really worry about his fit and how he's going to be a nugget yeah yeah well I, I think the concerns are there with someone like aaron gordon i i would hope that with him requesting a trade that he is open to not just being the quote unquote star at the team. I think he can slide in really nicely besides Jokic and yeah. Murray. Um, it, in my ideal world, he's going to take on a Draymond green uh, type of role. He's going to be the glue guy. He's going to be the guy that kind of fills the gaps. He's not going to try to score 30 points. He's going to get you 15, 10, seven, and maybe a block in the steal. That that for me is the ideal Aaron Gordon scenario, and he's got to he's got to really bring it. He he's under the he's under the gun. That's in my opinion, at least. I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, but I think he's got to go. Twenty five. You gotta you gotta play well. If he doesn't do well in Denver, it's not looking great for him down the road mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. What were your grades on it? And then we'll jump to the next one. I I really like it for the Nuggets. If Aaron Gordon can step up in what he is, I would say an A for for the Magic. You're moving on, like you said. He's requested a trade. Your hands are kind of tied at that stage. So I would give it a B, in my opinion. It's it's an okay trade. It's 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 kind of unfortunate timing with him requesting a trade right before the trade deadline. I mean, they could have held on to him, but I get moving on. It makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They blew it up with all the other trades, so why not? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we doing the other magic trade now? We can do the other magic yeah, trade. Yeah, might as well get them like. all. Get, get them yeah, all so we got. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's hey, we're we're a very niche podcast <laughs> if we're talking the Orlando Magic right <laughs> off the top with the NBA trade deadline. Who pets? I hope you love this. Come on. Uh, so we got Evan Fournier from the Magic in exchange for two second round picks going to the Celtics. Yep. Uh, I I personally really like this trade for the Celtics. It's going to yep. give them the Gordon Hayward replacement. That's going to give them some additional scoring. Uh, the other Celtic moves, trading Daniel Daniel House, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm that big of a fan on that move, but you have to do something with that trade exception. Danny Ainge seems to be the king of I almost made that trade. So yep. for him to actually make a trade, I give the Celtics a good A. Yep. For the Magic, I'm a little disappointed that it's only two second round picks. I'll give them a C plus on this. Yeah, actually, we were pretty much right in the same point. I had Magic C+. I know they had Jeff Teague in there, but they did do a buyout for him today. Uh, that was announced. Mm-hmm. So they basically gave Evan... A guy who, mind you, is scoring 19.7 points a game this season for two first round picks. Two second round picks. Two, my apologies. First, two yeah. second round picks. Hello? Yeah. What? It, yeah. Like, I understand you're trying to blow up the ship, but that's the best you could do? No, no, no. Yeah. That's that, that one out of all the magic trades, I was very disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. look at what OKC did this offseason. They got so many picks. Mm-hmm. They have a thousand picks in, in the best. 34 picks. <laughs> I, I love the symmetry from Sam Hinkie. 17 first rounders, 17 second rounders. Uh, that OCD and me just all oh, so goes beautiful. together. Thank right? you, Sam Hinkie. Yeah, well, thank you. exactly. So you see that, and then you're like, how are you giving up a guy who's 19.7 points a game, who's only mm-hmm. 28, who's a pretty mm-hmm. good scorer? Mm-hmm. For two second round pick or two uh two second round picks, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know. That's weird. Uh, for Celtics, love it. It's an A minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, anytime you can grab uh, a pick, a guy who can almost score twenty points a game for you and only have to give up so little, that's an easy A. So yeah, that's mine. I think he'll be great coming off their bench. One hundred percent, and you potentially could see him jump into a starting role if he if he plays really well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't think it'll happen, but nineteen point seven points if he goes out there and does his job, who knows. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. What's our next one? 
So the next one we got is uh, my beloved, I think maybe your beloved, uh, Norman Powell, We the Norm, <sighs> moving on to the Portland Trailblazers yep. uh, for Gary Trent Jr. and uh, Rodney Hood to meet the salaries match. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, I'll just grade it quickly. Um, Portland, I gave an A-. minus. Mm-hmm. Norm's great. Uh, I love Portland. As you know, I'm a big Mellow fan. He's always been one of my favorite players. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. We'll see in the long run. I love him. So obviously seeing a, a, a Raptor go there, I think it's great. He's 19.7 points a game. Again, look at that trade. You know, we're just talking about Evan Fournier for two second round picks. And now we have Norman getting traded for Gary and, and Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Magic, what were you doing? Uh, either way, Norman's yeah. a great score for them. He can create off the ball. Uh, scoring, which which Portland desperately desperately needs, and that's mm-hmm. why Gary Gary's great. He's twenty two, and I think he's got a lot of hit him. So yeah, so let me let me just retract those. So Portland A minus, I think is great. Mm-hmm. Missy Norm, but he's going to do well in Portland, fit their system well. For Toronto, yep. A minus as well. I really really love it. Uh, Gary, okay. ton of upside. Uh, he's a spot up shooter. Great production. The Raptors are so good at taking young players and turning them into beasts. Uh, I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're doing it right. <laughs> you know, like who's Fred Van Fleet? Mm-hmm. If you would have said that a couple years ago, nobody, Pascal, nobody knows he's Wichita people. State shocker. <laughs> yeah, Fred exactly. Undrafted. Right? Uh, oh, Bet on yourself, Luke Jansen. Bet on yourself. I, I that's that's that. what I love, Fred. Fleet. I don't know. Uh, OG, he's turned into a stud this year. Like it's they're so good at taking young, talented players and using them well. So I love mm-hmm. Gary and Hood. You know what? Uh, since I've been a big Portland fan, I know he's coming off the injury. It, you know, it's kind of an up or down. But he did average eleven points last season. So if he somehow comes back into game form, that's a great trade for both teams. Yeah, I, I agree. When I was looking on ESPN's Instagram post about the trade. I was seeing both Raptors fans and Portland Trailblazer fans upset at both of their GMs for this trade because I think they're both fan favorites. Yeah. Well, Norm is a fan favorite. Gary, as well as Rodney Hood, being fan favorites for Portland. And yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the player development on the Raptors organization, Gary Trent is 22 years old. My one concern is that the Raptors' backcourt is very small if you're going forward with a Fred Van Vliet and a Gary Trent backcourt. That would just be, that would be my two cents with it. But I agree with your grading. I think good on both sides, give them both a B plus in my opinion, because it's moving the needle. Norm's probably not going to sign if you're a Raptors fan. You have a controlled contract with Gary Trent Jr. He's going to yep. be there for a while. Yeah. And then Rodney Hood, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can see what happens there too, right? 100%. We're going to toss in one other quick trade that happened for the Toronto, which I'm very sad about. Matt mm. Thomas to the Jazz for one second round pick. Mm-hmm. Toronto gets an F. Toronto gets an F. You're you're not a, you're not a fan. You love your Matt Thomas. Do you? you know, okay. look, I know he's. I know. I just. I don't know. I don't know why we gave him away for a second round. I, I mean, great for the yeah. Jazz. It's good shooting. They need it. Uh, it's a good. I mean, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but there's a ton of upside to him. You know who he is and what he can do in his production and his ceiling. Uh, obviously, Toronto thinks he's hit that. That's the only reason I can imagine they traded him. Uh, if they didn't think he hit a ceiling, he'd still be at the the Raptors. So. There's another player development guy you're mentioning there, right? Yeah. Relative no one, and then comes in. He'll probably be a good solid what tenth ninth guy in on Utah maybe. Yep, some good yeah. scoring. So yeah, I agree. I I love the trade for Utah for the Raptors. I'm like, I understand opening up a roster spot. Maybe they're thinking uh, they're gonna buy out uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, is that me thinking way too positively? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe I'm being too positive here. Who knows? <laughs> what's our What's our next one? Don't you talk about Drummond on the Raptors? All right, we've got. Uh, Two last trades here that we can hit. Uh, yep. We've got uh, Mr. J.J. Redick, the old man in the three, Nicola Melli from uh, the New Orleans Pelicans going to Dallas for James Johnson, Wes Wundu, and a second round pick. It's a quick What's thing. I, I thought James Johnson was like 38. I feel like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 34. I mean, he's old, but he's not like definitely not as old as they thought. So, uh, I really don't know a lot, like a lot about these players. I researched it really quick. Obviously, the big piece in there is Redick. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Dallas is trying to add a score around Luca. They got him at a pretty low pick because honestly, he's not having a great season. Uh, but if you look at his whole career, he's always been a steady shooter. He's kind of like that Kyle Korver. He's getting a little bit older. He's still hitting threes, but his defense is really lacking. But if he can find his jump shot, you know what I mean? Like the games where he's hitting, he's going to do really well for him. The games he's not, he's sitting. I think it's a great pick. I, I love the spreading of the floor for Doncic. 
what is defense on this team that they're just going to spread the floor. They're <laughs> going to hit some threes, Doncic, Porzingis, pick and pops. What, why do we take layups? Let's just take threes. That That's what to me, the Mavericks look to be doing. True. I like this trade because I agree. It's more, it's more weapons for Luca. And that's ultimately what you need if you're Dallas. Yep. And in reality, they're not giving up too much. They're really nope. not giving up a whole lot. No, not He's at Johnson, all. 34 end of his career. Wes Wandu back of the bench and a second round pick. Hey, Another second round pick you get Evan Fournier, right? <laughs> to the Celtics. So yep. I, I love this trade for the Mavericks. I, a plus all around for the Pelicans. I think JJ probably seemed like he was on the outs anyways with Stan Van Gundy's rotations. So to me, eh, you're getting a second round pick. You're getting some filler. I, I'm giving it a C. It's it's nothing. It's nothing great. Yeah. And I, I mean, JJ coming off the bench for the Pelicans helps spreading that floor when you've got a clog center with twin tw- twin towers such as Stephen. Adams and Zion Williamson probably helps a little bit. So I, I don't know. I, I get the idea to move on, but oof, I, I can't help but feel sorry for it. Didn't get a lot year. in return. They didn't grab any shooting in return. This is, yeah, that's, interesting. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the next one here? Or? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So last one here, just to kind of wrap up this segment, we got Rajon Rondo, uh, Atlanta Hawks trading for sweet Lou Williams. Uh, two uh, and also two second round picks, and of course our favorite cash considerations mm-hmm. being sent to Atlanta. Uh, you think he's going to be getting some chicken wings with that cash considerations <laughs> in Atlanta, there, uh, oh, well. Miss Jansen, or one hundred percent low blow here. One hundred percent. No, I. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like it for both teams. Uh, a minus is around the board. Uh, for Lou, um, the Clippers, uh, they need a guard who's going to hold the ball well. They don't need scoring. That's the last thing they need. Lou's really good at scoring. Atlanta needs an extra scoring punch. Uh, Atlanta just needs some more shooters. And Lou's, that's his home. That's where he's from. Because he did say this season he's retiring if he ever leaves the Clippers. So I imagine the only team he's not going to retire to is if he goes to his hometown, Atlanta. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that's great for them. Rajan, obviously, he's having a terrible season in Atlanta right now. But... It just wasn't the right fit. I was really shocked by it. I think the only reason he went there is because the money was good. That's probably the best contract he could get. Uh, So he took it. Um, I think when you're playing with the Clippers and you're playing with those really good players and and you have the IQ of Rondo for playoff times and when it's needed, you saw it Lakers last year. He played really well when he was called upon. And I think that's great for them to have that. I'm just trying to think of ball control. Do you want Rajon Rondo or Lou Williams trying to control the pace? I think you want Rajon. Yeah, well, your traditional point guard, playoff Rondo is a real thing. We see that time and time again. When we've got a motivated Rondo, he's he's playing really well. My concern yep. with Rondo is he seems to be burning every bridge that's not available for the playoffs. <laughs> Literally, you think of what happened with him on the Mavericks. Speaking of the Mavericks a moment ago, yep. uh, <laughs> him now burning his bridge again in, in Atlanta. But you know what's probably one of the smartest things that he did with that new contract, Luke, is he has a $750,000 Bonus for making the playoffs. Oh, the Clippers are making that. the playoffs. He's getting a seven hundred fifty thousand in his jeans. That's not Whoever Rajon Rondo's agent is, but hats off, man. You did a great job. That's awesome. Uh, sweet man. The one uh, one trade you 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 did forget to mention was our Heat Rockets trade. Heat Rockets. I I was going to bring that up later, but yeah, let's address oh, it here okay. now. All right, let's jump into it now because it's, it's sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so we got Victor Oladipo going to the Heat for Kelly Olynyk. And I'm forgetting the second guy here. Avery Can Bradley. you give me Avery Bradley? That's right. And I believe a, a trade swap, a first round trade swap. Draft so that swap, first yeah. Round, yeah. So that that trade swap, Victor Oladipo. I think that's a hell of a trade for the for the Heat, in my opinion, because the Heat are getting. Well, they were rumored all day, rumored all trade deadline to be getting Lowry, yep. and then lo and behold, I think Pat Lowry, Pat Riley, excuse me, did a fantastic job getting a good backup option and not really giving up a whole lot. They signed Bielitsa as well. That's going to replace yep. Kelly Olenek in the lineup. Yep. Uh, for me, that's that's a really good insurance. Oladipo's always wanted to go to the Heat. Uh, his I think his university coach was in had a relationship with Dwayne Wade. He's always had that obsession with Heat culture and the Miami Heat. It's been a place he's wanted to go the past three seasons. And Miami gets to get a free trial, see if he's back to where he is. Yep. without having to sign him to a large contract. I love this trade for the Heat. Uh, for uh, When we talk about the Houston Rockets, oh. we think of what they gave up for, uh, well, when they gave up James Harden. They could have had Karis LeVert, or they chose Victor Oladipo. 
for me, that trade decision is really, is really, we're seeing the end of what's happened with the James Harden trade with this yeah. trade going on. Yeah. We see James Harden, no longer, obviously Houston rocket. We've got Victor Oladipo is now turned into a trade swap and then filler. And, and then Kelly we've got <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Olenek, exactly. And then we've got a, a Bucks first rounder and some Nets first rounders. Uh, the Rockets, right. I don't know what they were doing there. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I gave it a C plus for them. I like, well, mm-hmm. why not grab Levert then? Mm-hmm. I I have no idea. Like, if you were planning to get rid of Victor, why? Why? I, mind-boggling mind-boggling but for the heat yeah i give him an a that's great how, how how could you not grab a guy who's 28 yeah he's coming off his injury he doesn't have to be your main piece so you're really like here let's get you in the rotation let's see how you play if you do well awesome uh it, it's it's a no-brainer uh it's great for them super excited yeah yeah uh, and they offered him a contract to stay in the rockets maybe they should have done their due diligence before doing that trade and hey lo and behold here we are trade deadline we got Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a, and a first round draft swap that's not going to happen. There you go. Yeah, no, it was good, good, uh, good trade deadline day. That was a lot of good news coming in. Uh, now let's uh, let's jump into our next seg- segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a social hoop. So here's our little transition here, and this Boom. is the cool things that we find uh, on reddit uh instagram and everything i'm going to talk about here in our youtube uh video podcast i will have the links to all of them if you'd like to watch them so first one high schooler challenges the white mamba to a 1v1 gets absolutely demolished um what's your, what's your thoughts phil oh, it's just incredible for gen z to see this happen gen z i hope you're seeing this on tiktok i hope you're seeing this on instagram white mama still got it People people say Brian Scalabrini could not ball. I, I think case in point, you can see the classic old man game here, posting up the youngin, showing him some fakes, putting the basket in. It was eleven nothing, was it not, Luke? I don't think the youngin scored anything. I don't think Correct so. Me if I'm wrong. I like I, I'm trying to remember the video. I don't think so. I don't, he might have got no. one. He he might have got one, but I don't think he did. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean he just absolutely demolished him. I, I love Brian Scalabrini. He's always been kind of you know picked on and always answered back uh, i was talking to phil the, uh, you the other day about the video i think right after the year after he retired the year uh, two years and there's a radio um channel that kept calling him out saying he's garbage so he's like hey let's do a 1v1 and you bring whoever you want and i'll play them and uh, i think it was five players two were d1 one had played euro ball I, I don't know about the other two uh the only person who scored on him was the first d1 player he scored two points it was 211 every other game he won 11 nothing yeah there you go brian scalabrini still got it you know the one that the make mama. the nba yeah, yeah don't mess with the white mama. don't mess with the white mama. i think get him a contract to the raptors you know maybe that's what the matt thomas trade was is get clearing some space they saw the video they're like let's bring him in let's bring the white mom in <laughs> Masai's a creative guy so hey hey Masai, bring him on bring him on the roster <laughs> two-way contract at least right uh, i think so i think we're in for it uh take him away from celtics broadcasting let's bring him to the raptors i love it two-way contract exactly uh we are going to jump into the next one and uh let's see here which one do i like most you know what let's uh i'm gonna save that one for later let's the blake griffin his first points ever on the brooklyn nets is a dunk (laughs) he had not dunked amazing from i think was it 2019 i don't think he dunked for the pistons i don't think he actually had been two years it had been two years since he dunked the basketball in a game in a game practice we we don't know we don't see everything that goes on behind closed doors but in a game an nba game his first points as a Brooklyn net is a dunk. That, that to me is just incredible. It is a pretty good dunk. It was right, right between the lane. Uh, yeah. He got up there. Uh, he, yeah. He's obviously feeling himself. I mean, he's in, he's mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, you know, he's playing with a very star studded team. Uh, the Pistons, as much as I love them because big Ben, my favorite player, you know, I got, I got some love for the Pistons, but they've been, they've been struggling. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm super psyched for him. He basically just go out there and be athletic and dunk and, do your best. Now to add on to that, I don't know if you saw that he played the Pistons. I think the other night. Um, so mm-hmm. some interesting stuff happened there. Uh, so a couple nights later, he caught uh, the alley oop from James Harden and dunked it, and then looked over to the Pistons bench and yelled, "I still got it! I still got it!" And ended with 17 points, two two from the three. The rookie that was matched up against him got ejected from the game for giving Blake Griffin an elbow to the head. Uh, I think there was Love a lot of stuff it. going on in Detroit that wasn't really brought to the fore 
forefront, I guess I should say. Like, I think there was a lot mm -hmm. of team chem not happening. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's why Blake wanted out, especially once Rose was gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah They're so. going in a different direction, the franchise. They're going with the youth movement movement with Dwayne Casey, right? That's, that seems to be the vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Blake. I, I think he's gonna play what great, but hilarious. Like it's, I think that'll be remembered forever. His first points, it's a huge dunk, and like all Pistons fans at that point probably just turn the TV off. <laughs> the NBA is undefeated with social media, Luke. I think that's what we're getting at, and that's why we love this segment. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, let's jump into the next one. Actually, uh, so now uh, both of us Raptors fans, as mentioned previously, the Lowry peace sign to the TV the night before mm. trade deadline. What's your thoughts? Peace. peace. He's, well, it's it's a, it's a little bit ironic today as we uh, chat that Kyle Lowry is still a Toronto still still a Toronto Raptor. Excuse me. So, for me, that's that's uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, in all serious seriousness, though, uh, Kyle Lowry is a Raptor. He is the greatest Raptor of all time. He's won a championship there. I understand if there was an opportunity to move on and and try to, to part ways, but I think Masai saw what had happened. Maybe the Celtics offered two second round picks for Kyle Lowry and he decided, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I would rather honor my guy here. Yeah. Uh, so, so for me, it's, it's, it's a little ironic, but I'm really happy to see Kyle Lowry still a Raptor. What's your thoughts? Peace, peace, pal. That's what he's saying. Peace, bud. This is my house. And I'm emotional and emotional in the locker room too. It as was. Well, right? So mm -hmm. I, on Reddit today, I actually saw a clip. Daryl Morey said uh, they were super happy with the George Hill trade. Uh, mm -hmm. They brought him in and, and then quickly mentioned that the other deals that were potentially on the table were in La La Land. Uh -huh. So I think there was, to win trades. I, I think that Lowry was definitely on the plate, uh, but they put mm -hmm. a high, high thing for him uh, because you mm -hmm. know what you're getting with Kyle. I know he's older, but it, look, the guy's tenacious player uh, you, you know he brings any team up doesn't matter about his age that guy's going to be very successful for his next couple years of basketball definitely not going to be out, outputting the way he used to but again that's kind of like um i hate to even compare it to rondo because lowry's way better but in that sense of like this guy is going to be good for you no matter what um so yeah i think he's worth the high asking price but i really hope he doesn't walk this off season for nothing uh, yeah, yeah he does was... all the little things that aren't on the stat board right like, yeah there's there's he takes charges and i think a large contract and the money he makes is very difficult to move. And that showed us yesterday. Yeah. You have to have the matching contracts. Plus, of course, you got a massive trade exception. So those are those are the rules. So we keep Kyle Lowry. We uh, honor like him it. for this season. And we'll see what happens next this season. Right? My Toronto after champ back there. Um, yeah. Last one for the social media. Ray Allen hates, or I shouldn't say hates, criticizes high volume three-pointers in a YouTube uh, interview last week. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did. For me, for me, it was a little bit of clickbait. It was a little bit of clickbait how the how ESPN kind of put it through. Uh, I understand his point, and and the host actually did a really good job of kind of getting into Ray's perspective about three point shooting nowadays. He had mentioned that Ray Allen, I think, shot what six threes a game, and there's yeah, now fifty two players in the league that are shooting that. Yeah. So obviously Ray sees that and is a little bit concerned. His argument was that the best time to shoot a three pointer is on an offensive rebound. And all these true. kids moving, yeah, and all all these kids moving side to side, taking off balance three pointers, might not be the best move. I, I tend to agree. He made a lot of sense to me, and I couldn't agree more with him with what he was saying. What What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, uh, the high volume threes, he was really only talking about difficult high volume threes. He wasn't saying mm -hmm. like, if you have an open shot, he's saying there's some great shooters. Of course, you take the three if it's there, but to jump, pump fake, jump to the left and try to shoot, uh, you know, that's not a great, that's not a great take. Why not take the 15 footer that's wide open? Um, you know, it's, it's an easy shot. DeMar DeRozan still in the league, still a very good player and has highly effectively used that for his career. So it's not completely gone, but it's kind of disappearing. His other thing it too, that he, yeah. Oh, 100%. It's too bad because it's actually kind of, it's fun to watch. That is entertaining. You see a guy just like dribble by his man, the big man's trying to stretch out and you just cash a cash a 15 footer. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned too, his other concern with that is like big men are not getting fed down low who generally statistically have the higher free field goal percentage um so he's like mm -hmm. you're, you're taking a bad three which of course three is better than two but if you're missing a lot and you got a guy who's shooting 60 percent down on the paint why not feed him yeah i think the other part that was interesting in the in the interview is he was saying he's not training his kids to shoot that way he's yeah. he's, he's he's training his kids in a contrarian way of what's kind of going on in the nba right now which i found really interesting that considered probably the best shooter of all time 
besides Steph Curry is telling his kids not to take off balance threes. He's teaching them fundamental basketball, which is important for the next steps if you're going to make the NBA. I mean, it's what got him to where he was, fundamental basketball. You can practice, learn everything practice, else practice. around that. Yep. All right, so that's it for our social media. We are now going to jump into the hot take. Ooh, tell gonna, me what's sizzling. We're going to sizzle your brain. This is mine today. So, Phil, with roughly 26 games left for this season, um, do the Portland Trailblazers have what it takes to win it all this year? Now, to win me, the NBA championship? To win the NBA championship. Now, let me quickly, let me, let me explain myself first. So, all players are back. Mm-hmm. CJ's back this week. Nurkic is back this week. Your starting five now is Day Miller, CJ, Norm, who can create his own shot. That was the issue with Gary Trent, right? He was just more of a spot up, so he didn't have that ability to off dribble. Uh, now you got Norm who can take to the rack. You got three attackers. You got Robert Covington and Carmelo Anthony at the four, and Nurkic and Enos Cantor, who is averaging a double-double in his fourth and rebounds uh, this year in the league. I don't know. What's your thoughts? That's my hot take. So your brain, Phil. You got some habanero spice going on over there. I don't know if it's jalapeno level spice, but it's a spicy take. Uh, When I think about the Portland Trailblazers, I think of what happened in last year's playoffs. But of course, like you're saying, they didn't have their full team. Now that they've got their full team, I could see them making a push into the playoffs. But to me, there's still so many good teams in the West. You have to get through the Lakers, barring health. You have to get through the Jazz. The Jazz have been killing it this year. The Clippers, we know Kawhi's a killer. We know Kawhi can really do what he can. And I, I honestly really love the Suns. If I'm going to pick a dark horse in the in the West, I would pick the Suns first. I understand what you're saying with like the moves that Portland's kind of made. Uh, and hell, if they buy LaMarcus Aldridge out and he comes to join them, that would that would be interesting. It's going to make it a little bit more of a spicy take. But for me, that's I, I'm putting that sandwich back down on the plate. I don't know if I can finish that spicy take. You know? Uh, I mean, I don't know, my man. Dame time. That's all I got to say. Damian Lillard has been phenomenal. Been phenomenal. Melo, my boy, been playing great off the bench. Uh, Yeah, I I think that they have a ton of scoring there. And if they're on, they're on. Um, Obviously, I really like that they're centers with Nurkic and Enos. Uh, They're they're really stacked there. They got some good paint. Robert Covington. There's a lot of what I'm looking at this team. I'm seeing a lot of rotations. You can run small ball. You can run big ball. You can match with your teams. You know, you're up against the Jazz. You got Gobert. Well, hey, we got two guys that can stay on it. You're going up Mm -hmm. against a small ball. Okay, let's throw Robert Covington at the the five. He did it with the Rockets. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of games that they had to win and a lot of people they got to get through. But their team, what they have and what they built on is very strong. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. Dame time. Dame time, baby. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you do make a sound argument. I hear what you're saying. I just don't see it at this time. I, I love the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard has been unbelievable. For, for me, it's just, I don't know. I, I can't get behind the Blazers until I see more success. That being said, of course, they did make the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. They've only really lost the eventual champs. I think it's what every, basically every single year. I feel yeah. like they've lost the every the eventual champs. Yep. It's not a bad take, Luke. I, that's a great first take for this week. Well, Mello's, draw, aver, Mello's averaging 40 in the playoffs. That's it. That's what's going to happen. You hear me, <laughs> Mello, somehow then. if this gets to you, I believe, baby. There we go. You heard it. You heard it here first from deep. Luke Jansen. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers <laughs> are winning the 2021 NBA championship. Unbelievable. Yep. I believe it. All right, let's uh, let's jump into our next one. We got blast from the past. We got some Lakers colors in there. We got to respect the past. The Lakers are a solid team. But this one is a segment that my friend and co-host Phil Wiseman is going to take us away on. So, Phil, explain what this is and what we're going to be talking about here. Sure. So, uh, blast from the past. We're going to do a little bit of homework. We're going to do a little bit of research got each got week. It. Apply it to today's NBA history and culture and kind of what's going on. So trade deadline just happened. So let's talk about past trade deadlines. So I went through, I found some of the, I think more attractive trades that kind of came through most impactful trades, I guess would say the biggest one, biggest thing. So when I think of the most impactful trade that probably happened in the past decade at the trade deadline, as we're thinking of probably Carmelo Anthony's, speaking of your boy at Portland, Carmelo Anthony going to the Knicks in exchange for Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Timothy Mozgov, 2014 first round pick and a 2016 pick swap. Ooh la la, those pick swaps. Still back then they were going on. And then what came in return? We got Carmelo Anthony, Chauncey Billups, 
and a little end of black man, a couple of bulkman, I should say, a couple of those filler pieces going in. Uh, that magic that, I take think notes. Is... You see what you do when you trade a, an all star. I mean, I understand Carmel is a superstar, but do you see what they got in return? Magic, take notes. Yeah. So, so for me, I find this really interesting because it's kind of like the start of the player empowerment era. It's when Carmelo moves to New York uh, that same summer. LeBron, Bosch go to Miami. This is when the player empowerment era really starts to move, go forward and, and start shaking. You think of some of the trades that happened this year. So like we've got Drew Holiday. How many trades, uh, how many picks did the Milwaukee Bucks end up giving to New Orleans for, the, for that guy, right? Yeah. We've got James Harden who got traded for how many picks? Three picks going to Brooklyn. So we see one pick going back for this Carmelo Anthony in his prime going to New York. Those Knicks teams were a blast to watch, eh? Oh, I think fantastic. one of your favorite, right? Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, we had talked about this uh, when we were talking about doing this segment and how Chauncey Billups mm-hmm. was, oh, love me, some Chauncey Billups. And he was doing <laughs> so good. And then he had an injury. Okay, he was, I think mm-hmm. it was 33, 34, still a lot in the tank, playing well, really just one of those guys, kind of like that Kyle, not Kyle Lowry in that sense, but that floor general presence of like, hey, we're going to do what it takes. I'll hit the shots when I need to hit them. And then he got injured. And obviously the Knicks with Amari, uh, it, there was so much that could have been there. And it just, unfortunately, a lot of injuries took that took that away. And and those Nick teams were a blast to watch. Those are the glory day Knicks in the last feels like 15, 16 years. The They're doing well this year, though, man. Julius They're Randall's doing well a this stud. Year. Let's see if they make the playoffs. Yeah. I hope they make the playoffs. Uh, when New York awesome. is good, the basketball is so much better. That's, NBA is so much better. Hey, I, I don't think anybody saw the Knicks playing as well as they did this year. I know I didn't. I did not. James Dolan. Julius, I think Julius, James yeah. Dolan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Julius Randle is just wow. Like, what a complete different change from last year. Like, his shooting percentages everywhere. Just, well, yeah, that guy put in the work this summer. Um, 100%. Just I mean, one so, little note on yeah, this yeah, one quicker, before go we go ahead. Yep. Um, Timothy Mozgov, uh, speaking of player empowerment, when we had that salary spike in 2016, the man signed with Los Angeles, four-year contract, $64 million. <laughs> $64 million for Timothy Mozgov. Man got his bread. Man got his he bread. He got his bread. That was an interesting year as well. Sorry, but what were you going to say? I was just going to say, if you were to grade that trade, what, what are you throwing in there from the from Anthony, Anthony trade? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, I, I think it, at that time, it felt like Mello was going to go to New York no yep. matter what happened to kind of give up Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton. But those are some good surrounding players. I, I would have loved to see personally, of course, we're playing a little what if here, Mello on the New York Knicks without having to give up that type of type of haul i think yeah. that that next team is is unbelievable we we probably see them going to the eastern conference finals challenging those miami heat teams in my opinion yeah, yeah i honestly i think for that trade i'd give it a pluses both ways i mean mm-hmm. you get carmelo like anthony it. chauncey billups and the nuggets I, I, again i was a nuggets fan at the time because i was a mellow fan so i watched them afterwards and year after year they kept making the playoffs that's when they had an a uh jr smith was still there for a little bit till he went over to the next couple years later they were fantastic they were great the, the unfortunate part is is they got so many good surrounding pieces but gave up their superstar mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of year, year after year they would get to the playoffs and then didn't have that guy to kind of close it out but we're just this really awesome solid team uh so yep. yeah i really love that trade uh, for both both teams yeah amazing trade and then the next one here i've got uh, sp- speaking of superstar trades demarcus cousins former sacramento king in 2017 uh being traded for tyreek evans langston galloway buddy healed and a 2017 top three protective first round pick which ended up turning into uh justin jackson and uh harry giles fantastic <laughs> i don't even know who those are unfortunately i don't know are they any good phil you can tell me uh justin jackson he's okay harry giles he's 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 uh he's like the new bruno caboclo he's uh okay. two years away from being two years away okay, okay. he's on, he's actually on the your Kevin, portland trailblazers next... if i'm not mistaken so. oh boy that's that's how deep i know the portland trailblazers then <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's okay so yeah obviously demarcus cousins going to new orleans creating that twin tower backcourt Raja and rondo of course being there too yep. and actually beating those portland trailblazers in four games sweeping them if yep. you recall so yep. that was a really dynamic trade at that time too and then obviously demarcus is Fallen off with injuries, and boy, there was a lot of hype in that trade when that happened. So, 
You know what I'm just thinking now? I'd be interested to see what where Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins have kind of, as we've we've pushed forward into the league, we've seen the fives and fours starting to stretch and shoot. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see how many threes they shot per game back then because it was kind of still this, like, why are you bringing in two guys that are going to, like, lock up the floor and not really do anything? They're going to crowd the paint. Uh, we should look that up sometime because I bet you they weren't mm-hmm. shooting that many threes because if they had their three-point shooting ability and had that kind of green light, I bet you that'd be an interesting team. Both those guys can shoot too. For yeah. Bigman, they're both great shooters. Demarcus in his heyday was an unbelievable player. You know, the more I think about that matchup, yeah, it would be really great. But I, I wonder. I bet you. I didn't watch a lot of the like New Orleans at that time, but I, I bet you they didn't shoot a lot of threes. And if they did, it would have been interesting to see. Yeah. They're very interesting. What do you grade that trade if you're going back? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, obviously, they, they get an A for that. They got a superstar for mm-hmm. now the Kings. Uh, yeah, no, I would give that like a Tyreek Evans, unfortunately. was supposed to be really good. Just kind of mm-hmm. disappeared. Uh, Galloway. Mm-hmm. Buddy Heald still, still really good. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw a B at it. B? Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So do you want to head on to the next segment? Or yeah, do you yeah. Let's let's uh, let's jump. Or well, what's what's your thoughts? You you got another good one for me, or you want to jump? Well, to next? let's let's do this one quickly. Okay, quick sure. two seconds. We don't have to spend a lot of time. Let's do it. Uh, so when the Raptors won the championship, since we're both Raptors fans, yep. Uh, we had some moves being making with uh, Elton Brand and the 76ers. So I've kind of bunched two here. So we got Jimmy Butler, who yep. was traded for Jared Bayless, your boy Robert Covington, yep. now Portland Trailblazer. Dario Saric in the second round pick. And then another trade that happened a couple months later, Tobias Harris, Boban Merianovic. One of my Boban. favorite names to say. I love that guy. Oh, seen, have you seen John Wick the third? He's in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's the highlight. So we got Toby. We got Bobby. We got Mike Scott uh, going to the 76ers for the 2020 first round pick. Miami's unprotected 2021 first round pick, which will be coming this year. So see how good that is. Yep. And then a Detroit 2021 and 2023 second round picks so you think about if we if we go back again here we're talking about the trades that have happened this past year uh not too much given for two very very good players and bobby and toby and of course mr jimmy butler and that that trade really set them apart and if Kawhi doesn't hit that shot against the 76ers lo and behold what what happens in the nba that's that's a big what if in my opinion yeah i mean that uh i Jimmy's talked about it in prior once he did go over to Miami that it was it was quite a mess and they didn't really feel like they had like the guy so they didn't really mm-hmm. know like they just the leadership wasn't very good so I mean mm-hmm. obviously if they win I think that you I'd say you stick together but then again we won and Kawhi left so yep. I mean obviously there's different reasons Golden State had some injuries so there's some different reasons behind it but I think if you win a chip generally you stay together you, let's like let's run this back right so. Yeah, uh, I mean, those trades really obviously helped out the 76ers. They're still mm-hmm. doing really great, even without Jimmy. Um, and, and Covington's gone. Uh, yeah, like, there's it, both both those trades were good for the 76ers. For the other teams, I would say, uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah, that was the end of the Sam Hinkie war chest of draft picks. They got yeah. Bobby Toby and a Jimmy Butler. There you go. <laughs> All right, so next uh, segment we're jumping into is the NBA Weekly. Boom, big old dunk. Uh, Phil, uh, take us take us away. What, what are we talking about here? Well, we would be amiss if we didn't talk about LeBron's injury yep. and uh, Lamella's injury. Obviously, LeBron now uh, four to six weeks uh, from Woj, of course, being the latest. God, this guy, Woj, these Woj bombs, he's just so tapped in. So four to six weeks, high ankle sprain. Yep. Is, is this the... Is this? Are we nearing the end of LeBron? What's what's going on here? I'm I'm getting concerned for the man. This is his second major injury in the last couple of seasons. I love LeBron. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I mean, uh, the reality is that LeBron doesn't have to be the guy. I mean, he obviously is because he's amazing. But even like if LeBron decides to take a little bit easy, rest a couple more games play it uh you know you have anthony davis there i know he's injured right now so obviously lebron's had to take a huge more toll on which you just can't happen you can't have that happen for lebron anymore if if your other all-star goes out you got to figure you got to have somebody else to take on that extra role you can't be doing that to lebron at this point ah it was a weird injury 
Like, I mean, the way you 100%. hit him, like, it, 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 that's, that could happen to anyone. I, I think if, if that happens to anyone's ankle, they're in the same situation. So I, I'm not going to say it's injury prone. He's LeBron coming back. Is he's human. coming back strong. LeBron yeah. Is it's, human. It's, it's, he, he's, he's coming back. He's coming back strong. Oh, uh, the guy's, sure. guy's a monster. He's super dedicated. Uh, he'll, he'll be back. No problem. Now, LaMelo, that mm-hmm. one's interesting. Uh, you know, like that's he's out for the season, right? From correct, yeah, rest yeah. of the season. That's what they're reporting. His yeah. shooting wrist, yeah, yeah. So fractured bone. Um, not good when you find out it's the shooting, shooting hand. Um, no, you know, I can think did. of of one there. Who is the uh, the next player? Landry Fields that came to Toronto and he had that major arm surgery. I know it wasn't wrist, but it was a shooting hand. I think and, shoulder, right? Yeah, shoulder. But anything to do with your shooting arm, uh, if it's not healed correctly. Not good. So no. hopefully he comes back strong. I mean, he's still a great playmaker. So, I, you know, it's a big loss for him. He was definitely going to win a rookie of the year. There's no, there was no doubt about it. Like that was his, it was in the bag. So yeah, it's suck. Sucks Does for Charlotte make the playoffs now or are they done? I don't know. That'd be interesting. That's, that's a, that's a tough conference. I know. Yeah. But, and well, I think they'll make a plan. That's my guess. They'll make plan. I don't think they're going to make playoffs. Yeah. We'll, well see what happens though. The playoffs are doing the new, the new playoff structure this year, right? Yeah, that's right. So I, I think they could be anywhere from seven to ten. Yeah. So, the, so I mean, game. I mean, you got a chance. I mean, hey, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll make it into that that buy. It was the buy-in seed, right? They're running the. Yep. Buy-in yeah. play-in tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, LeBron now the big one. We'll just talk about it. We're going to talk about MVP. Does that throw LeBron out of the MVP race? That is the question. I, I believe that it does. Uh, I think that we can chat about the MVP now. I think yeah, what happens is we got Nikola Jokic, who I think's probably slid into that. If we got a if we got a nice table, if we think visually, we've got about six chairs around the table. We got Nikola now sitting at the head of the table. Yep. LeBron's gone off for a smoke break. Who <laughs> yep. knows when he'll be back? Maybe yep. he's done an Irish exit. We don't know. <laughs> but Nikola's taken that that first position at the seat, and then I think. Uh, I actually think James Harden's now, now has moseyed himself away from the bar, sat at the table, brought his martini glass and sat there and is staring at the table, eyeballing the first person to see what they're going to say. Are they going to tell him to go or is he going to be allowed to sit down there? Uh, I mean, James Harden's really good, but the the way they had to distribute the ball for that team right now, I don't know if Mm -hmm. he keeps up his stats. Like I don't, that's that's a tough one, right? Like I don't know. I can't see voters voting for him as well after what happened in Houston. I just yeah. I can't see that. I don't see They're that happening. Blind eye. I mean, no. Giannis, they on the Kia MVP race, they threw him up to the number two this week. Uh, he's mm-hmm. playing great, but he's also had it quite a bit, and and we've seen in the past that they don't generally run it back on the MVPs always unless you not three a, times not no, three times not three times unless he had no. a crazy year and he's not i mean he's playing like Giannis. he's a beast or but, won a championship and he yeah. hasn't won a championship yeah so he's i you know he's having a great year but i don't think they're gonna run for him so really i think i think who we were looking at is nicola uh mm-hmm. you know he's he's definitely there um dame if damian lillard is he's in that that conversation because he's second in the league right now 30 points a game if he somehow still manages with all his boys back to keep rocking the stat line that he's doing without having to distribute the ball and just keeps dropping 30 that's disgusting first of all <laughs> so i but Absolutely. i i think nicola he's just he's such an interesting player to watch he creates the the way he just just moves is different and I love mm-hmm. it. So I, I think as long as he keeps up for the next 26, 26 games, 25 games, depending on what they got, he's he probably going to put it in the bag. I think the Nuggets are going to really move up the seating, especially with uh, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I, I'm really him. high on the Aaron Gordon trade, so I have a I have a strong feeling that they're going to do well. He's, we'll great fit. he's a great fit defensively, whether he contributes yeah. on offense, which is my concern for him. But he doesn't really have yeah. to contribute on offense. I think he just crowds the floor a little, but his defense and his athleticism, they're going to get extra boards. They're going to get somebody who wants to be at 25, wants to prove himself. So, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, he's an upside for sure. I'm just not sure how big of an upside he'll be. He's a fourth person on the banana boat. I think Aaron Gordon is. <laughs> yeah, he's a fourth person he's on the a banana fourth boat. person on the banana boat. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that uh, kind of came out this this week that we saw on Reddit was the NBA seeking a t- new TV deal for next next year. Is it seven billion dollars? Is a lot of granola. Yeah, My not, God, that. Se- seven billions. No, I. They're coming I, in hot. Billion. They're coming in hot. Well, you, you see all these streaming services coming to play, and that's kind of what the article said. Like we've got these streaming services coming into play. Uh, we've got all these big sports deals that have come into play as well with obviously the NFL getting a massive contract. Uh, one of the interesting things that I found out or I found was that 
$7 billion for viewership that's somewhat declining during a pandemic when everybody's at home. We both love the NBA, but the casual fan is not watching right now. What casual yeah. fans are watching is UFC and golf. Those have been the only two sports that have actually gone up in viewership with the pandemic, which I find fascinating. Kind of makes sense because people love to golf. A lot of people were doing golfing during the pandemic. And then the randomness and action that happens in the UFC, you, you can't get that anywhere else. So the NBA to look for $7 billion, eh, that's a lot of money. I think it was reported at $2.5 billion was their last one. I yeah. think that you're going to get a sizable increase off of that, but two and a bit times, that's a lot of granola. So also what the article is stating, though, is is that this is to also buy out the rights of regional the, TVs. the regional TV. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you're seeing viewership go down. Like, think about you and me. How do you how do you consume your content? I haven't had TV channels ever, ever. Like, there's no reason to have it. I, I Netflix. Cable cutters. I, I got Disney. I, I Like, so if you can streamline that, like the NBA has their app, but I've used it once and realized I could watch like no Raptors games. Mm-hmm. And if you want to watch any of the, the big games, are tough. guess what? You can't watch them. So like, I think that's why you're seeing a decline because it's not centralized. Yep. Yeah. And I that's agree. where the NBA is probably trying to make their sale. They're saying, Hey, if we give you everything and you have access to all games on a streaming service, uh, cause anywhere else you look, the NBA is huge. It's actually quite, quite invested, like culturally on Twitter, on Reddit, like it's NBA mm-hmm. is massive. It's like one of the only leagues that I can think of where like, even if you don't know basketball, you know what's who, going on. You know what's going on in basketball. You know who those like. If you ask me who the NFL is, like I can name you two names. I love football, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't know any but linebackers. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably some great ones out there, but I, I I couldn't name you a name for that. But you think basketball like LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis. You you you've heard those names. The marketability of NBA stars versus I think any especially in North America is beyond anyone else. I think the big thing that helps the NBA is their faces are front and center. It's always been a star centric league. There will always be people who are interested in that. And it feels tough with wearing masks, wearing, wearing helmets, right? You can't, you can't identify and get along with that player as easily as someone as LeBron who, who owns a pizza chain. Like who, if you own a pizza chain, you're, you, you're a big, you're, I'm a big fan. Of you. I don't know how you feel about that. That's oh, true. Boy. It means uh, no Taco Tuesdays, Pizza Tuesdays now. Oh, yeah. He's all about Taco Tuesdays, true. <laughs> He's a man of the people, that LeBron James. He gets us. He gets us. Yeah, so I, eight, or seven billion is high. I do think it'll be interesting to see what streaming services go for it. Uh, a lot of people on right were saying probably not Netflix because they're not really in the sports marketability, but mm. they do have that Formula One season that just came out, and they also did uh, Michael Jordan's doc, and that probably yep. they probably saw a lot of viewership because that was everywhere. Again, even if you don't know basketball, you heard about the last dance. <laughs> yeah. So, 100%. um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a streaming service goes for even Amazon. I, yeah, I don't know how it was going to work, but I, yeah, there'll be definitely some Amazon's bidding. everywhere. There's Amazon's some, everywhere. There's some bidding that's going to happen there. Um, yep. what else do we got? Anything else for our, our weekly MBA? I guess just one last note that could maybe go towards the streaming platforms is that Amazon paid one billion dollars reportedly for Thursday night streamings for the NFL. Oh, so okay. they are tapping into the sports market. So maybe they tap in fully. But that's that's the last point I got for our weekly wrap up here. Uh, let's see here. I, I do uh, want to quickly bring up, uh, you know, where's uh, we got we got a couple bigs in the league that haven't been picked up yet. The uh, mm-hmm. where's he going? What do you think? Raptors? No, it's not going to happen. But uh, pipe dreams. I, I see him going to the Heat. I see him going to the Heat. That's that's what Woj is reporting. Woj is basically the truth. Uh, until I see Woj slip up, he's going to the heat, in my opinion. Yeah, somebody you? had said the Celtics today, but it's like, uh, I don't really see how he fits there. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it's just, a, they're just throwing names out there. Well, yeah. That would be a nice fit. That would be a very nice fit. It but. would, but I don't, it's just, it doesn't, I don't think that's going to happen. Portland, potentially. Because mm-hmm. LaMarcus, he, did he start there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where he, that's so, where he you started. Know, yeah. You know, they're around their playoff run. Uh, but I mean, for him, for LaMarcus, I mean, the Heat, obviously, they're in the East. It's a little bit easier. Uh, obviously, Personally, I'd love to see him on Los Angeles. Los Angeles Lakers, I would love to see him there. LA right now LeBron needs, needs to drop some big. money. LA needs to drop some money and they need to drop it fast to get somebody in there. Exactly. Because, uh, that's with the Anthony issue. Davis and LeBron out, uh, they're they're going to be dropping down the, the pipeline really quick on those ranks. Um, and okay. So where do you see, uh, where do you see Drummond going? Now, don't you say the Raptors? Cause I don't want him there. Andre Drummond. I see him more going to the Celtics than anyone uh, as a buyout guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see that going there. Daniel Tice moving, obviously then that's, that kind of changes things a little bit. Uh, 
that that for me actually is a loser of the trade deadline that they literally had Andre Drummond sit out for so long and couldn't move him. Mind you, they only gave up, I think, what, a second round draft pick last year to get him. So, <laughs> which is not a, a guy lot. who's, and everyone's like, oh man, the Pistons, uh, they're brutal. Like, why would they give that away? And everyone's just like, mm, well, <laughs> look, <we're>, <laughs> it was kind of like the, here's a firm handshake. You know, you take this guy. Thanks. We appreciate that. <laughs> Hey, I think even a limp handshake in this and the Cleveland Cavaliers are taking it, right? And then I think the other one, which I haven't heard anything of, but Demarcus Cousins was set out, right, with Houston? Yeah. 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 He, they're, they're trying Cousins. to reach a buyout. Uh so yeah. uh, you know, he's he's gonna go somewhere potentially too. Where he th- I mean the Houston's just throwing everything away. They don't care anymore. Uh yeah. where do you think where do you think he goes? He's not going to the Los Angeles again. <laughs> I think a good washing machine and you can get DeMarcus Cousins. I think that that's probably what you need to give up to get DeMarcus. Yeah. DeMarcus seems to just be floating around now. That's for me when I think about the career that he had to where he is now, it's just shocking. So True. I see him going to a contender, but I, I don't know how much playing time he'll get. I really yeah. don't. I mean, I th- I, th- I think you take a guy like that. You got to take a flyer on him. No right? risk. There's no, no risk to exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and you get him at a cheap price, so yeah. All right. So that is uh, the end of our uh, NBA weekly. We're going to jump into our last segment here. Uh, and we got about five minutes till we hit that hour mark before we cut this off. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. Maybe uh, we're going long. We're, we're, we're going to jump right into it right now. We'll pull up the, the segment from deep. We got a little swish here. All right. Uh, you know what I'm thinking for this, Phil, is I'm going to have you do one. I'll do one. You do one. I'll finish off. Go. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Kind of on the theme of where we'd be going. So from deep, Luke. Yes. Is this the last great LeBron year? Uh, no, no, no. Never will, never will be. Uh, I think LeBron has created too much of everything. Like, I think even like our, once he slows down, he's lost a step, of course, but his lost step is still the same step as a ton of NBA players. Mm-hmm. Um, throw him to the four. <laughs> yeah. Throw yeah. him, let him post up. Let him. That's let what him they did in the Heat days, right? See, Bosch at the five, LeBron at the four. It see works. See him in the mismatch. I know Anthony Davis said he doesn't like playing the five, but LeBron's going to look at him and be like, listen here, son. <laughs> You're playing the five. <laughs> but, like, you know, you rest him, play him well. He, if, whether he doesn't have to be the scorer, then he'll be a playmaker. Like, he's too good to, to slow down. Even his slowing down is just, it's not going to. I don't think we're going to see this imaginal wall that pops up. Obviously, if injuries keep happening, that then you might see him go out. But LeBron's going to choose when he exits the league, and he's going to exit at a high point. And he's definitely not at a low point. So, yeah, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Maybe 40-year-old LeBron might slow down. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's going to play with his son. I that is that is me looking very much excited to the future to see that happen. It'd be very. Cool. I really hope it does. I think that's in the back of his mind. I think that's what he wants to do. Uh, And like I said, this injury was a weird one. Could happen to anyone. He'll come back strong. Uh, No, no, no. LeBron ain't slowing down. I I hope so. And I think so. He spends way too much money on his body. He's such an athlete. He's dedicated to the craft. He's the, he's the best player in uh, of our generation. Best player of all time. Maybe that's another podcast. That's true. A full podcast. Uh, All right. My, my first question for you, rank these undrafted players from best to worst. Oh, okay. So, uh, and I'll repeat them if you need them. We're going to get the Jeopardy music while I'm thinking. Or uh, unfortunately, unfortunately I don't have it, but you we don't have, have the budget. That's okay. We don't have the budget for it. No, no, no. Next, next podcast. Next podcast. Yeah. Uh, Udonis Haslam, Jeremy Lin, mm-hmm. Freddie, Alex Caruso, Ben Wallace. And one that I did not know and learned about today, Jose Calderon. So did, I am... did you know he was undrafted? I did not know Jose Ham's Calderon was undrafted. Right? No, that was news to me. As a Raptors fan, that was I, I saw that and I looked it up. It's true. So okay, so you got again yeah. Haslam, mm-hmm. yeah, Jeremy Lin, yeah, yeah, Freddie, mm-hmm. and Jose. So we're we're running through point guards here. You got so Alex. We got four. We got four. Oh, and Alex Caruso. Okay. So so think about the point. Jeremy Lin, Jose Calderon, Freddie, yeah, Alex Caruso, and then two bigs: Ben Wallace and Udonis Haslam. Best career of all time. I'm ranking them from one yeah. to six. Uh, yeah. Number one, you don't even have to put just from a skill, run it from a skill base where you, where you think uh, prime primes for all. I, I gotta go Freddie number one here. Uh, you. And you post, 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 post baby Freddie has been unstoppable. That, that man had a, had a son, had a child and he's been unstoppable. So I would say Jose number one. You that disrespect is, my big gun like that. 
Does that match? Does that match where where you are? No, Big Ben was my first. Come on now. Yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, I, I'm probably skipping over. Yeah, you're right. Big Ben. Yeah, no, Big no, Ben. You can't Multiple. change your opinion now. You, you I, it's, it's locked in. It's Freddy's locked one. In Freddy's one. Okay. My, okay. My first so if, if Freddy's one, I messed up. Sorry, Ben. We love you. Uh, then we go Ben number two. Yep. Multiple time defensive player of the year. Hundred percent makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's just yeah, great player. So then we've got Lynn Caruso Haslam and and Cole Deron left. Okay. Uh, if we're going peaks, yep. I think we gotta go. Ooh, I think we gotta go Jeremy Lynn. Yeah, Lynn just Sanity, that, just, you have to. Just just the hype that happened with Lynn Sanity. It's that crazy, was man. that was a that was a great time to be. He was untouchable, untouchable. Yeah. Speaking of the Knicks, there you go. There you go. There you go, Knicks fans. Jeremy Lin. Uh, and then we got number four. I'm a Heat fan. I love Udonis Haslam. Got to got to slide him in at four. He's he's still playing basketball. Is he, is he not? He's still <laughs> he, playing basketball. He is oh. still playing. Whether he's getting minutes, I don't know anymore. But he is still playing for the Heat. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lakers fans, don't get mad at me. I got to go Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon is my next one here. He has he has a, a meat farm, a jamón serrano for my Spanish friends out there uh, in Spain. That that alone brings him to the fifth spot. And then we got Alex Caruso in number six. That, that's at least my ranking. I, I like that question though. Look, really good. Uh, you know what's there. cool about all of them, other than Jose? Everyone has a ring. There you go. All undrafted players. That's a pretty cool. Pretty cool storyline, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go over mine just because for time, time. Actually, I'll just quickly do it. Ben Wallace, yeah. first. he's my favorite player ever. Uh, it's untouchable. I mean, maybe I've got glossed over eyes, but he'll always be first. Uh, yeah, you got Freddie there. He's just unbelievable. Um, you know, you could argue Jeremy Lin goes to the second, but the only reason I didn't put him there is because he didn't consistently do it. Fred's consistently mm-hmm. been just really good. Jeremy did it for Jeremy's been a good player, but he had one season where he was like really, really good. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I threw uh, Edonis right in with you too. Like I literally had the same okay. list as you. The only I actually put Jose last, and the only reason I did oh. that is because he didn't have a ring. Yeah, and, and he didn't know about the ham farm. I'm guessing. I, I didn't know about the ham farm either. So, okay. so that okay. that explains that one. Okay, uh, you know, that's uh, question number two for you. All right, what was your favorite non-move at the trade deadline? No, I can elaborate like, like, further if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me, give me a little more. So, if we're talking non-moves, we have the rumor mill of Woj. And Sham Sharanya, Sham Sharanya, Sham Sharanya, Sham Sharanya, uh, going on where we have, uh, of course, we got John Collins yep. of the Hawks potentially on the block. We had Kyle Lowry potentially yep. on the block as well. Uh, I would say those are the biggest names that were on the market, but you could also say like teams that you weren't happy with that didn't make a move that you wanted to make a move as a fan of. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I would say your biggest non-move. Like, what were you? What was your favorite out of well, those two, I, I or mean, out of the whole league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I, you know, like obviously the Lowry one's an easy one to pick. So I'm not going to because I love Lowry, and like you know, mm-hmm. obviously, um, I'm happy he stayed. Uh, at the same time, though, it would have been an interesting move. But I'm actually going to go with one that I'm surprised hasn't happened yet, especially in it's with the Spurs. Uh, not mm-hmm. Lamarcus, but Demar. Demar's been on the yep. block quite a few times. He's kind of been talked about. He's still really, really good. Uh, I was surprised he didn't go to the Lakers. To be honest, I was really hoping that trade happened. I would have loved that. Um, I'm surprised the Spurs didn't get rid of him. They they pretty much told Lamarcus, "You're out." Uh, DeRozan, where he doesn't really fit in with the Spurs anymore. Then mentor that, role, maybe, maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe, know. but he's kind of like a lost art player. So what's he teaching? Jumpers to to the young guys hey, ray allen was saying kids don't know mid-range these days True. and maybe maybe that's not. why the spurs are a very great franchise maybe they're thinking that like hey we're gonna try to bring in demar Derozan's all-star abilities and teach our young young mm-hmm. crew coming up but yeah that was that was kind of my weird one because he's kind of been on the block for a really long time and yep. nothing's ever really came from it off the board love that pick uh last one okay this is from deep are you ready this is where we need some like intense, just drumming music. Just... Dun, dun, dun. Down two. Mm-hmm. Five seconds on the clock. You're going for the game winner. You're not going for a layup. You're not going for a 15-footer. You're going for the game winner. Mm-hmm. 39-year-old Shaq prepared to retire. <laughs> okay. Wasn't expecting or, this twist. <laughs> or, or Prime Ray Allen. 
but he's only four foot tall. <laughs> Both are being guarded by prime <laughs> by by, oh God, by prime Dennis Rodman. Go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they got five seconds to go. <laughs> I'm gonna take a four foot Ray Allen going through Dennis Rodman's legs and hitting the three pointer. <laughs> No, his butt cheeks do not block the shot. It goes. We're good. It falls. Okay, really? See, I, see that's why I thought it was a good question. I mean, like, Rayon's got his form, but for <laughs> only four feet tall. Yeah, and Dennis Rodman's guarding you. I don't know if you get that shot off in five seconds. So I think you got to go through the legs. That's the only way you get the shot off. But with five seconds, do you have that time to get under Rodman's legs? He's a tenacious defender. I don't I don't think he lets Ray Allen go through his legs. He's looking at oh. him. He's like, what are you going to do? He's putting one one arm below between his legs. The other one's up. <laughs> race, race toast. Was he gonna, he's going to have to take the steps, uh, the pump fake jump to the right. The ones that he doesn't that he like. Loves. So he, wouldn't, he, even, he wouldn't have taken that. He would have just, he would have just dropped the ball and be like, that's it. Uh, I don't <laughs> like this jump shot fade to the three. Not doing it. So I think you go Shaq. Shaq, Shaq I can see going Kobe. Shaq's as he got takes the confidence. The He's got the confidence you need. Yeah, he's 39, but he's a lot taller. He's got range. He can heave that shot up. I think from a t- statistical percentage of Dennis Rodman guarding you, I think he goes Shaq just because he's taller. I I think this is, we got to go to the comments section on this for our two subscribers, uh, your mom and my mom, to, to kind of debate who who they would choose. Yes, let us Anyone know in the comments, guys. In. Let us know in the comments who you think. A 39-year-old Shaq or four-foot Ray Allen being guarded by Dennis Rodman. You're going for the game winner three, five seconds. Who you got? All right, Phil. Well, this was fantastic. This was our, our, our first run through. I had a blast, uh, from mm-hmm. deep follow us on all our socials. Uh, if you have any questions or you want us to talk about something, send us a message. I'd be happy to do it. Uh, without further ado, Phil, anything to add in? Uh, no, this is a lot of fun. Let's keep it going for next week. I'm excited, man. This is a fun project that we're starting. So let's keep it going. Awesome guys. Well, we'll see everyone next week.